Welcome to Wisco Dice. Welcome to Wisco Dice. Hey yo yo yo, folks. Hey yo, we are back. We're back. Episode number. What is it? One hundred and sixty. We're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not in the hundreds yet. yet. No, what no. am I talking about? All right. Hey, yeah, <laughs> this is your host, the Conzi with the most. I have been joined by my co-host. I got Stark or Brian, whatever you want to call me. I'm here. We are back. Yes, and via Skype, uh, we have our good friend and and uh, fellow podcaster uh, Kenny from the Combat Phase. How's it going, Kenny? Good. Enthused for Kenny. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, I have to go into the Arctic. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. I hear you're you're putting on a you're getting ready to record a an interview here uh, right after this. One of the authors for one of the End Times books, is that right? Yeah, Guy Haley. He, he um he's a, he did the Scarsic novel and he just has a lot of good ones. And he did uh, Rise of the Horn Rat, which came out with the Thankful book. And then I want to we're going to get that up this week so people have a chance to get that and read it before the final book comes out in two to three weeks, whatever it's going to be. Well, that yeah, sounds awesome. Say, folks, make sure you go check out that episode of Combat Phase when it comes out. Catch that interview. That'll be cool. Pretty big. All right. So it's been a little while. It's been, what, uh, almost two months now since we've been actually in studio. Probably like a that. little bit more. Um, it took didn't. forever for <laughs> me to get the, the uh, Mayhem stuff out and, and edited and and out there. Um so I, we, I guess we, we do apologize for that. I kind of apologize for the delay there. Our unannounced uh, winter break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently we needed a, a little bit of a, a break, but we are back and doing in 60 episodes. How about that, Brian? That's a, that's a handful and a half. And not to mention, we are at another uh, year anniversary here. We're on our... I guess so. I don't know, fourth year or something like that, dude. I have this. a hard time remembering when I started, even. Yeah. As a full well, host, but is a, I think it's been a while already. It's been almost two years, I think, we've been on this thing. Cause this is, Probably this year. I think be. it's... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were, you've been on the show since episode one. I mean, yeah, I've been around. Episode two, actually, I think. Something like that. We, we did the the second VC. We did the VC vampires review. And vampires. Then we and did vampires. Then we did the episode two. We we got you on. We're like, well, what do you think of him, Mister VC player, about the VC book? So that's not what today's show is going to be about. Unfortunately, um, we're gonna we're gonna do this show on something uh, cooler and, and different. So uh, we're gonna talk about kind of catch up and see where we've been at with the hobby and yeah, and different while, games we're playing. So. It's been a while. And then we're also gonna talk a little bit about the Escalation League we're running down to Pegasus Games right now. Yeah, we're. Uh, mid-season of that and it's going pretty good yeah kind of see see how everybody thinks or feels about that and how's it going and how that maybe changes or affects kind of the way you play or approach warhammer mm-hmm. and kind of talk about it like that so uh go, let's go ahead and kind of get into it uh kenny what have you been kind of doing over the break here since uh, the holidays uh with the whole warhammer thing and, and, and gaming in general did any anything really come to mind that jumps off the plate that would really really want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of assembly, uh, and I got an airbrush finally that works, uh, which I'm going to try and do some like you know painting of the lizards and, and get them ready. I picked them for the escalation league, um, which is probably I guess the the, the thing I'll, I might talk about here at this point because we're talking about the show. But that's sort of been like my only worry I really had uh, since January first has been uh, the escalation league. Um, and just so I decided to take a bunch of things I haven't had panned yet and, and use those models, which is like mostly a lot of skinks uh, and some of like the pterodons and the ripperdactyls. So that's been my plan. I mean, I can talk more about that as we get into that, uh, sure, sure. my impressions of that. But yeah, it's pretty much just been that so far. Uh, but then gearing up for Adepticon, 
and I, I got into Holy Wars GT, which is like a week, the weekend after next, uh, and then wanting to do some end times with the Skaven, and then end times uh, or end times Lizard versus Skaven, and end times Dwarf uh, versus Skaven. So those are coming up soon. Very cool. Yeah, I've been kind of taking a look and seeing for the Holy Wars GT the terrain that he's been the tables he's been putting together for that. I know it's a smaller, a smaller event. I don't know if it was what ten tables or something like that. I thought forty players. Total. Forty players. So yeah, t- uh, twenty tables. That's it's still a big effort for a first year tournament to kind of get off the ground. And, and but he's really focused heavily on quality of the tables and hopefully it turns into being a great event and he he's able to continue to expand it wow that is only the first holy wars i thought they feel like i've been hearing about it for a long time maybe maybe there was one previously but it's always been it's always been small i mean sure yeah i guess this probably take it his time kind of expanding it that's cool it looks beautiful i'm gonna i'm already a little bit concerned that i'm not really on the level of these guys artistically but uh you know it's fine i'm gonna go and and put down something with a lot of color and character where's that where's that uh, it is like two and a half hours south of us, somewhere in Illinois. Illinois, somewhere. Yeah, I think it's like uh, southernish Chicago land area yeah. is what I think, but I don't. I'm not quoting. I'm not looking at the website or anything like that. So yeah, I don't keep up with the tournament much without a painted army. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someday, yeah, it's, it'll it's, be on my radar. It's a different perspective. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. So, Brian, what have you been... I know you, you have some top-secret project you've been working on, but what uh, other gaming yeah, or, or nerdy-type stuff have you been working on? Uh, well, it's been such a long time, so there's been plenty in there. Uh, the semester of school started again. I have actually a lot more in-class hours along with my homework, so that's put a big hamper. I haven't gotten my hobby time sorted out yet or put in a big effort to get any done, so I haven't really worked on much of anything lately i kind of threw together my vargeist pretty recently was probably about the only warhammer thing and i was pretty steady painting on my uh first kind of 10 guys of bolt action like my full 10 i was trying to get done and they are like maybe well they're so close to done right now i just kind of dropped them (laughs) and haven't worked on them since so those would be a quick finish up but i just have to find some hobby time and otherwise, I've played quite a few games since the last time we recorded, but most of them were Escalation ones. I can probably talk about some of those then. And I know we've played some Bolt Action and stuff like that, too. But I don't have any huge notes there, I guess. But I'm excited we have a hobby day tomorrow. It's yep. Monday for the that third week of the... I think it's the third week we're doing for the Escalation yep. League. will be a hobby night, and since I haven't had any hobby, I'm pretty excited to just come down and do some hobby. Yep. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, and you know, for myself, I, I've been probably the heaviest in in the gaming, but the least in the Warhammer side of things yeah. in the last <laughs> month, month and a half. So I I think part of that, um, if folks didn't know, I've had some issues with my my right wrist, and I'm trying to get things lined up with an orthopedic surgeon and stuff, so I can have that. I think there's some issues there, and it's been really difficult for me to hobby. It's been painful, so it's kind of burned some of my excitement to to do things with with warhammer on the warhammer side of things obviously when i when i can only work for about a half hour or so before it starts hurting it's just tough but um you combine that i got a million and one excuses for why my (laughs) why warhammer has been lacking but i think i combine that the biggest that that and the the biggest other thing is not going to Wapaka this year. Usually i go to Wapaka and i can leave Wapaka. i'm coming off a really big uh 
hobby yeah, high. Big high for you. And it just it didn't happen this year. So uh, I just haven't. I have not put a lot of work or effort towards Warhammering lately. Um, I did, you know, I've been keeping up on the End Times books, reading them, re- working on Thankful right now. Uh, so those stories have been good. I've been, you know, like it's been keeping me kind of peaked. Uh, I've, you know, played a little Latin, but, but I, I have put a lot of effort into, you know, where I have put modeling time and effort in, it's been on the bolt action side. And part of that is because I'm, um, I've less worried about doing super high quality models. I still want the models to look good, but I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to go like ridiculously over the top mm-hmm. with like layers and stuff like that on the painting. So, uh, you know, I can feel like I'm getting a lot more accomplished with the little bits of time that I'm working on stuff. Um, I was able to use the airbrush more to kind of help work on the models to kind of help build bulk out and build up the colors too. So that helped. So that's, that's kind of helped me focus more on that. And to be entirely honest, uh, not that it's a, I'm not on a, a rage kit quit mode or anything like that, but <laughs> I've just been quite honestly enjoying playing games of bolt action lately a lot more than, than, uh, the Warhammer games, um, for, yeah, mostly just, uh, just cause it's the new kid on the block. It's the new thing. And, and I haven't got everything figured out yet. And I, I don't sit down and look at the table at the beginning of the game and go, okay, well I need these two, three, two or three things to happen. And if they don't happen, mm-hmm. then I probably lose. It seems like you kind of had a big swing of, like, uh, I don't know, inspiration for war. Well, for bolt action lately. Or <laughs> like, something turned over there. And, like, you were always kind of playing it on the side before. But then you kind of... It's like, I really got to sit down and figure this thing out. And you, it seems like you had a lot of kind of fun looking at all the ins and outs and what you can do and really sorting out what you want to do with your guys. I, yeah, I think some of that came with... We were started playing a little bit more, uh-huh. um, which got me a little bit more energized. And then just... I don't know, yeah, just watching History Channel or, uh, you know, <laughs> watching a bunch of uh, World War II stuff uh, in and uh, uh, various other TV series and whatever just kind of got me in- really interested in that genre. So mm-hmm. um, I get that. And then most recently I've just really had a bite of, uh, oh, I had, uh, I should say, not most recently, really weekend after uh, Wapaka, I had uh, me and a bunch of buddies rent a cabin and uh, do uh, what we call cabin con. So it's a, a three-day weekend of nonstop board gaming. Um, and that was just a blast. And and while we have like a, a system of trying to sort out who the winner is for the <laughs> event, um, I, ki- I came in second this year. I won it last year. Uh, I just had it's just such a blast just just playing all those different games and it's so often I own so many board games you know Brian and Kenny yeah, can no attest kidding. I own tons of board games you know they've, they've been over here and see them um, yes. and I don't get to play my copies of the games very often and like I so I took like two bins of games to <laughs> Cabin Con expecting that I would play like one of the entire pile of them that I brought and instead other I I played every game in both bins other wow. than two games which was you know that <laughs> <laughs> I'm like woohoo that was like an extra high like I got to play all these copies of my games it was really I really enjoyed that it was really a f- super fun time um getting to play games like Terra Mystica which is like my all-time favorite game I got to play a game of Agricola which uh, seems to be hard to get out on the table very often these days. Um, I got to play uh, just a ton of just super awesome fun games, so it was a really good time. 
And then uh, finally, the the latest thing that's kind of tickled my fancy, and and I've been kind of on the edge since uh, you know probably mid December, kind of on the itch for trying to figure out a new role playing game. I'm I haven't played a role playing game in probably two three years now since I left my old D and D group, Dungeons and Dragons, and that's how I started in gaming was being an RPG player. Yeah. So getting back into an RPG here. I'm really, really been super uh, reading up and, and getting into this Call of Cthulhu, uh, the this classic game. It's a pretty simple mechanic, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to be able to hopefully play that and get back to kind of some of that old old school RPG gaming. It may be not necessarily in a game that I necessarily need to play as a campaign, but we can just sit and play a play a session like a or two one off of that and do like yeah i can do more of a one-off like you could just you know because if you think like if, if you're familiar reading with like hp lovecraft type stuff stories a lot of the stories it's basically if that's the story and by the time the, you're done with the story either investigators are dead or investigators went insane or <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know just uh so you can definitely do kind of that one you there's little room for that doing that kind of one-off kind of thing or or turning it into some kind of campaign that takes longer, but it, I think the big thing is is I don't necessarily have to commit long term. Like I'm not committed. If I start a game of it, I'm not committed to doing it more than like maybe six months or a year. And my wife isn't interested in actually playing, which helps too. So, okay. We're getting into D and D again. We, our group picked up the new fifth edition. Sure. I've been playing that for the past few months. I ran a quick game, and then I'm in one now, and the guy's running it. And it's been really good. To simplify everything and, and kind of like bring in a lot of players, so yeah, I mean, maybe we want to try that one too at some point, just to like cross a bridge. But Cthulhu is a lot of fun. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I've I've been a long term D and Dier, so I'm I'm kind of interested to see how Fifth Ed plays versus Fourth. Fourth was a lot of fun. I enjoyed Fourth, but it was so like you'd get to a combat and then you're stuck in it for like an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> so it, it just while it was like really intricate and really well run combats. Um, it just took so long that you couldn't get through. Like, you're two to three encounters in an evening, and you were done, and you're like, well, we didn't get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never really been a huge RPG. I played with a group with you forever ago, and I think that was maybe the last time. I think if I had more time, I'd be really cool to get in on a group, but school is life, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know that pain. So, anyways, I think that kind of rounds out rounds what we've been out up to. at least loosely what we've been up to. We could definitely get into more detail oh, yeah. here or there on on different things we've been trying on the uh, TV show front. I don't know. We normally don't touch about this, but I I've been watching uh, that new Gotham series oh, yeah? lately, and I kind of wanted to mention that and see if either of you guys had seen that. I haven't watched any of that at all myself. I haven't seen it now, man. I, I I tell you, I think I mean I'm a big Batman fan, so you know that is it that pretty related to Batman. There's a lot of really good tie-ins. Um, so like the 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 big one is like the Penguin starts like oh really? It, it's it's uh, Gordon as he's just become a detective. Oh really? Um, so in in Bruce Wayne, like they have first show is Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed, so Bruce is still really young. Sure. And Gordon is a detective. And you've got like a fairly young penguin, and you've got a um, really, really young like K 
Catwoman is about the same age as you know, the girl that they introduced for Catwoman is, which they introduced in like the first episode, <laughs> is about the same age as uh, Bruce Wayne, and they've got all these really neat little tie-ins that that have made that series kind of cool. <laughs> but it's still like it's it's still a, a at the heart of it. It's not while it's a bat. It's set in that Batman universe, and it's set in in, in Gotham. It's really still a detective story, you know, sure. like a cop story. So you you know you have it's cop and his buddy partner and and relationships and stuff like that that that's the meat and potatoes of the show. But there's all these cool little tie-ins where you can see where they're tying in the comic books and you know maybe giving you hints on how these characters start coming to power or start coming to be you know real threats. So hmm. I, that I think the show is really cool. And I know we don't normally talk about TV or geek kind of shows. On I probably this, don't on this watch show, enough but, to mention but, uh, anything about it. I figured I'd, I'd bring that up too. Cause that's oh, kind that's of a neat thing. A good heads up for so. people. What are you watching that on? Uh, I'm catching that actually it runs on I, uh, live TV right now. Oh, so okay. I'm just watching it, watching it off the DVR. So um, when it comes out on Netflix for folks or whatever, Be Netflix or uh, Hulu plus or Whatever, you know. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Check it, it out, yeah. <laughs> Check it out and definitely catch that show. Because that's a, that's a really, I think, a really, been a really good one. The other one, the other good TV show I've seen, and uh, I thought it was good. It's a little, it's it's not, it's 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 so, you remember the old Constantine movie with, like, Keanu yeah. Reeves? And I thought I, that, I like, saw that was a new show they were coming out with. Yeah. I've canceled. never seen anything of it either. I think it got canceled after the mid-season. Uh, Constantine the series. Yeah. Apparently, they only had they only paid for thirteen shows for the first season, oh, okay. and it's not officially canceled yet. Yeah. And they left the clin- the so the thirteenth episode just aired this last Friday, and it's definitely left with a huge cliffhanger. <laughs> as in, I think they know because of the popularity that there's been a huge popularity for the show. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot about it. Um, and. You know, if you open up, if you've read the Constantine comic books, the guy who plays Constantine is not the Keanu, Ra- Keanu Reeves <laughs> Constantine that was the sure. movie. And while that movie was a good standalone movie, it was not the comic book. Yeah, I think people had a lot of problem with that. Yeah, it, it was pretty loosely. far. Like <laughs> it was pretty far away from the comic book. Where whereas there, you can see like some of the stories. Like I've got a couple of the uh, comics downstairs, and I, you know, you can see. Where they've taken story plots, bits right, not, out not of necessarily it. not necessarily nailed it the way it happened in the comic, but definitely taken the plot ideas and put them into the TV series. And Constantine is much more of a of kind of a the Constantine character from the comics in this. <laughs> I think the guy does a really good job. So from a translating something that's going to be a regular series to uh, from a, from a geek media like a comic book, I thought that was really cool too. Interesting. So, those are kind of my non-Warhammer things that I've been wanting to bring into to the show. So that's, I mean, be something something I'm going to try to do a little more is bring some sure. non-Warhammer stuff, uh, like TV or, or other geek media into the show here early on. Yeah, I usually don't catch much for TV. I'm usually into movies, but nothing really huge has come out lately. I'm usually seeing something though. I saw Kingsman. Yes, well, Friday night, I guess it was, and that was. All sorts of kind of cheesy, but it was actiony and amusing enough for the whatever couple hours of movie or whatever it was. So <laughs> I guess I'd recommend seeing that, but it's definitely cheesy, so <laughs> it was all right. Any other good geek content you've check, uh, checked out lately, Kenny? So I, I never was into anime, 
I've been watching some some selected titles lately. I saw Attack on Titan. I got really sick there for like a couple weeks with like something. Uh, I was so coming out of that, but I, I didn't have any energy, so I was like watching TV, and I saw Attack on Titan that somebody had mentioned to me, and I thought it was just fantastic. And then I went down, I, I looked at what that guy had done, and, I, and there was one called Death Note, and these are all on Netflix. So I watched that one, too, and kind of get used to the way that they, they run it. And I was looking really just for the ones that have really good story. So I went through Full Metal Alchemist after that, and I'm going through one called Sword Art Online that uh, Carl Tuttle from Independent Characters had suggested to me. And that's like an MMO... RP, whatever that is, MMORPG, XKW. And it's like in the 20 years in the future, and they go in, and uh, the guy's like has this nerve gear that they have to wear to enter the game. It's like it's all advanced and everything. And then they actually trap them in there, and if they die in real life, or they die in a game, they die in real life. And it's some kind of sick experiment thing. But it's been okay, ups and downs and everything. And now I'm trying to decide, everyone told me I should try Cowboy Bebop as the next thing. Um, but, you know, school, school started back up again. It's been really busy, so. I'm not really sure I want to try another project with so much homework to do. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, well, and it's uh, kind of that January slump for for big movies. You know, usually yeah, January, February. Sure. I'm waiting for summer here with whatever Avengers or not. And uh, I saw a preview when I saw Kingsman for the Fantastic Four movie. They're doing another revamp of that, which looked kind of cool. The preview didn't really show too much, but it kind of showed the whatever yeah the and four peeps with their superpowers and there was something else oh ant-man a lot of people are excited about ant-man but i've never really followed ant-man so yeah. that didn't really get me going but not excited it i'll probably i'm sure i'll see it I, hopefully be interesting enough but i'm really excited for age ultron i mean that's what i'm waiting for i'm excited for that and then uh the other thing that i'm excited about uh big news and in the sony movie front uh, apparently, uh, in the Marvel movie front, apparently Sony and Marvel oh, Entertainment have yeah, agreed about so agreed to include the actual s- Avenger might show up in <laughs> a so, Marvel movie sometimes. So yeah, Spider Man is actually going to be able to. He's supposed to. He's slotted now to I make an appearance be, in Captain America, the next Captain America. Yeah, whatever they're going to call that one. Seems like it, Which, they might do the so, Civil War thing. So now they have yeah, it's like Captain America Civil War. I think is what they they've slotted that title Possibly, to be. Yeah, and. So we've got Spider-Man going to be thrown in there, and it's going to be the same Spider-Man that they're using, the same actor and the same story arc. Oh. Apparently, that the Sony—that's part of the agreement—is oh, okay. that way they tie in the Sony franchise to oh. the Marvel franchise. I didn't catch that in the article I read the other day. The article I read was taking it like that actor might lose out since they're probably going to start over with it, but that's cool to say. That was that was whatever. However, it works. They wanted to tie in with whatever the Sony's doing to Marvel. <laughs> so yeah, it's put if. That's also a potential, I guess. But they left the they left the the Amazing Spider-Man franchise on a big cliffhanger after that movie, so it would be really strange to reboot it. And I don't think, as much as I think people like my wife have been discouraged by uh, this new this latest amazing this latest Spider-Man reboot, uh, yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think it's at this point there's you they could still tie that in just fine without a, a any major issues. I think probably. I mean, it's all pretty loose so you can probably do whatever you want i mean <laughs> it's the superhero universe so yeah i mean you just that's, gotta toss them together and that's about it that's pretty much what happens when you had crossovers in the comic books so. yeah i guess i mean it's different when you think about it they weren't like planned out that well ahead of time like maybe like thor and all the captain america and Mar- iron man and the avengers and all that were all kind of planned together it seems but i'm sure they'll figure it out and it'll be all right but that'd be really cool to see spider-man and some actual marvel yeah that, that it will stuff. be kind of cool so moving moving back into kind of our main topic area, uh, Escalation League 
we started this in the first week of January, yeah, right? January. So, uh, in in for you the guy for you guys listeners that are not familiar with maybe what an escalation league is, you've never heard of this term or some um, other name. Usually, an escalation league is really good. Um, one of the big focuses, or one of the reasons to run it, is to try to help folks grow grow into the game. Um, trying to bring in new players and bringing in um, uh, existing players, getting them to start focusing on more manageable projects to help them get some hobby done, maybe, or get 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 progress on on their stuff done, or maybe help them keep up with you know if they're a newer player they're just buying their army mm-hmm. giving them a chance to not feel like they're the awkward nelly showing up at the game at the store for game night and going oh yeah i've got my thousand points anybody want to play no i don't want to play because everybody wants to play you know two thousand points or 2500 points or whatever the group's playing yeah usually we're pretty good good about being open to varied lists in our group but yeah yeah that's no, not I necessarily so. a thing everywhere where you kind of have whatever 2200 2000 as your standard usually yeah, and even then, like if I if I, I remember, like I showed up uh, when I was working on the scave, and I'd show up with like a thousand points of scave, and I'd be like, okay, well, I really want to play a thousand points, mm-hmm. but everybody else really wanted to do two thousand. Like I want to do two thousand or twenty five hundred, and like I feel a little awkward, Nelly, because I'm asking to play a yeah, smaller game. It's kind of a different thing when you have to go out of your way to ask for it or whatever. So and get somebody to agree. <laughs> so yeah, so the, the escalation league kind of kind of covers that that feel, and also helps folks. Uh, and I really emphasize this time around with the league we're running is to set goals for yourself that are that are makeable. In so we're going to do uh, a four month league mm-hmm. um, where we're escalating 500 points, so 500 point increments every month. And so you go, you know, first month January was 500 points. February now that we're in now we're at a thousand point games. Next month uh, March we'll hit 1500 point games, and then uh, we'll be back to 2000 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I'm going to start out the league, I try to try to talk to folks. What are your goals for the league? What is your goal to get accomplished, uh, model wise? You know, and if it was something really over the top, like I'm going to buy <laughs> and paint an army, like whoa, are you realistically going to do that in four months? Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, yeah, assemble and paint. 500 points a month that seems steep i mean somebody <laughs> that uh, kenny you, you, you kind of had that initial approach right you were gonna like yeah, I'm, I'm glad you actually did kind of reality check me there because uh, <laughs> I, I was i've been thinking about it like and i've said it on my on my show a few times too i'm like yeah if you hadn't done that i probably would have gotten that uh been all excited and then basically not got stuff like you know been so behind on, on month one or maybe get caught up some way and it's never finished and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been way too much because <laughs> you were looking at doing beastman wasn't it right you're gonna do a, a a beastman through this escalation league. Well, I thought, and I did think I, I could get a beastman army. Probably, um, actually, they're surprisingly not being sold that cheap on eBay. Like people want close to value, um, which you know. Hmm. But I, I, if I was going to do that, to me, it just clicks in my head to say, I'm doing this at a store, so I'm only going to buy stuff from that store and support them, uh, and do it like that. I wouldn't think to join a league at a store and get something elsewhere and bring it in. Which I get, I guess you could totally do it. Just it's just not the way my brain works with like the relationship, you know, between the. Yeah, I know. We always like to play where you play, at least a little bit. So I just um, so yeah. Once you said that to me, and I was thinking about that, and I'm like, yeah, it's just not a good idea. And I'm glad you did. (laughs) Thank you very much, because I still have lizards to paint. Yeah, no, I think it was about you know for us that had armies. It's definitely about trying to make things. Trying to increase whatever it is that we have, so that yeah. so that everybody that's coming down the store hopefully is playing with more painted models. That was that's <laughs> kind of my, that was one of my kind of secretive goals 
for myself to try to try to make sure the group as a whole was playing with more painted figures on the table and it and we're starting to see some of that so that's kind of nice i mean uh uh kind of call it fred yeah, I've definitely seen him getting more paint on his high yeah. elves. His son Gordon, I've seen more paint on his dwarves, mm-hmm. even though Gordon's not been out for many, very many escalation nights. We got the two kids getting ready for Adepticon. Trevor, have yeah, a Trevor, little more paint. Trevor Skaven <laughs> has started to actually get yeah. some paint on it. Uh-huh. Um, whether yeah. he actually gets that to like any kind of tabletop quality by Adepticon, that's I'm a whole other story. I'm interested that works out too. Yeah, he'll yeah. get it the three colors. I'm pretty confident, but I don't think he's going to have any kind of <laughs> tabletop quality on that army. Yeah unfortunately but it's still working at it you know he could probably just get some colors down drop it in the mud or like the slush that we have out here in wisconsin <laughs> and then they go, oh wow looks great <laughs> you never know it's like dipping <laughs> dip dip with mud yeah <laughs> unfortunately when it dries and flakes <laughs> off and while you're playing games you re-dip them <laughs> You have to <laughs> sorry, sorry. I gotta stop this game. I gotta run out. I'll run out of the mud puddle outside and dip my models again. But yeah, I really liked your emphasis on breaking down, like that you didn't necessarily need to like paint 500 points in a month or whatever, or assemble 500 points in a month, or make that whole army in the time period or whatever. Because I knew that was never gonna happen anytime I've ever played. I've been around for enough escalation leagues to know that's not gonna happen in just my general hobby pace it wasn't going to happen so i really like the emphasis on smaller goal setting your own goal and having a timeline for it was a really good idea yeah i i think i've ran other escalation leagues before where you know kind of the idea was oh hey let's buy an army and build it and paint it and of course i'm really excited about that exactly i go into it with the the kenny excitement there <laughs> yeah. not that i think everybody does there, but yeah i'm gonna buy an army and i'm gonna build it and i'm gonna paint it and uh-huh. by like the first month month and a half i'm like Oh my god, I want to stab myself in the foot. (laughs) That's the same thing for everybody in the league, too. I know other ones in the past, like our 500-point month is always really strong. And then once people get lagging behind on those 500-point goals or whatever, it kind of tapers off a lot of times in the past when we've run a league. So I feel like this one's keeping strong, and I think that's a big change that had something to do with that. So just people being able to stick with their goals and still feeling like they're in the league and are still excited to show up and play. Having those leagues, uh, these tend to start in uh, January, like as a rule. People tend to do like hobby challenges, and everybody starts in January, and that's maybe not always the best time to start something when you have to like, because you know you're coming off the holidays, January, February, kind of slower retail months. Uh, it's that time of year. If your students are going back to school, uh, you just I mean, there's all kinds of stuff happening in life, and so people just tend to kind of default and start on January, and that may not be the best thing for like throwing a whole bunch of work at you, you know, while you're going through just like resolutions in your life. So sometimes, you know, starting them later on. That's why this is nice, good, because you didn't say, like, all right, by January 31st, you have to do this. you got, like, four months to basically get in and do all this stuff at your own pace. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think that's going to be a, a kind of a reoccurring thing I'm going to try to do, bring to the group more this year. Not just the Escalation League, but I think after this Escalation get, League gets done, I want to do, hobby goals and stuff do like something... I've got something kind of in mind, like a four, a new four-month challenge that I want to throw out there for folks, <laughs> um, and I want to see if I can get some some store support or something something <laughs> kind of behind the. Would it match up with our league term or something like that? Maybe, maybe, maybe that 
something. <clears throat> I want to. I definitely want to continue to give people a reason to try to be encouraged, particularly over the summer months, to find a little time to instead of being outside to get paint on your models. As, as sad as that kind of sounds, but, <laughs> hey, I don't want you to be outside. But pick a get you know, in the paint room. Get in that paint room and do something. <laughs> you know, pick a rainy day. It's rainy outside. Okay, you know. Spend a couple hours instead of sitting instead of sitting in front of the two. Spend a couple hours working on your models. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to I want to try to help encourage people to do that more. We're doing pretty well with everybody having pretty much mostly painted stuff on the table. There are certain <laughs> individuals like Brian here and and Fred and Gordon's armies and and Trevor's who who have uh, not I'm really be been there. Really excited when. Trevor actually gets the model on the table. <laughs> like I feel like he's been playing that. I know he owns a Screaming Bell. He he finally did yeah. buy one. Like so, yeah. I mean, he's a kid, so maybe there was some money issues there or something like that. But I felt like he was playing that thing forever. <laughs> I, I think he without like I think after a couple four, of games, five six games, he should have been played it. Like without... I think that would have been felt out and like good to go and get the model up and everything. <laughs> he's been playing with that empty base forever. So, I, I, I didn't. I didn't mind so much as I mind playing against the unit. So the unit, well, I think it ties yeah. in. If his yeah, if it wasn't such an annoying thing that he doesn't yeah. even have the model for, I think I would have let it slide a little bit more. So we're we're talking about a, a Skaven army who has he puts about a hundred clan rats or so in a block with a screaming bell and then loads it up with cheap ass characters. Yeah, there's a few engineers um, in there and like five captains or something like yeah, that a lot so, of times. So you hit this block and if like they're oh, unbreakable. Hey, it's, you know, so. it's unbreakable 100 100 rats so you're mm-hmm. lucky if you know. The challenge has always been can you actually kill it off the table and yeah. it's pretty much I don't know that it's been killed off the table. I don't table. think so. Like and like the other big thing, the bell I guess gives it magic resistance 2 or something like that. Yeah, so it's like MR2 freaking ward save. It's it's yeah. tough, but it's it is what it block. is. Like, I, I don't know if that was one of my games I had recently. Was <laughs> I played him at a thousand points? He still had the unit. I guess the new fifty percent lords was, and stuff. It was down to like ninety six clan that. rats and a few less. Yeah, characters. it was only like ninety six or something like that because he had to have three <laughs> units. But his other unit was an A bomb, and then he had a rat dart. Also, <laughs> it was pretty cheesy. Yeah, that but. was a. You, Pretty hilarious way though that you I finished was, it off. Yeah, I was really. I've I've lost that uh, list so many times playing in other games, like at least three or four recently. So I was really happy we the scenario ro- just rolled one up for the night. Everybody was playing Blood and Glory, and uh, the main thing I, I it was actually turn one, my turn one. I went second. <laughs> I used uh, just a unit of our guys just charged straight into the bell. And was able to kill all of his characters in there, so he lost his general and the BSB, which dropped him down to the one fortitude that he needed to break. So <laughs> I felt like it was kind of a silly win or whatever, but it was pretty good just to pull that funny win against that list and finally get victory for myself. <laughs> but it was a really short game though, but it was amusing. So, uh, Kenny, uh, anything else that you've kind of garnered from the escalation league that you really liked um yeah so i think that first of all i don't want to offend anybody so everything is here kind of like you know is to be objective and and have a talk about uh this kind of event so you know if you're going to have it somewhere else in in the country you might do this in your group but um and i you know i appreciate everyone everything that everybody's done so you guys are probably getting scared over there going what's he gonna say but i mean i i think um it's i've learned i've learned a lot of things through the league um, and I, I was a little bit worried in the beginning because I, I tend to, as you guys know, I don't like smaller games of Warhammer. 
Um, and it wasn't really until I started playing that I kind of realized like what it is I don't like about that, but how I can how I can change that on my side. So like on the point side, um, I playing the small games, especially the first week or like five hundred point games, and I re- or the first month, and I realized like I couldn't. So what I like about Warhammer is it's a mass battle game. I think that was really what was missing. It wasn't like you know oh my army's weak or we have so, but it was just the the visual experience coming to life wasn't you know for me why I play Warhammer and play these bigger games. So I tried to adapt around that a little bit, and it was able to line up because I could bring more skinks because I needed them to get painted, and it was also giving me more bodies on the field. So that kind of helped out a little bit. And even when we went to 1,000, I still took like just all skinks because I, to me, while I, you know, I still I still prefer Warhammer at like 2,400 at least or higher 24, 2,500. That's like a minimum. It's having more bodies on the field at least helps out a little bit. Um, and at the same time, you know, I'm getting stuff painted. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm going through it, I'm, and I'm setting some of these goals, and I'm getting a chance to, to play uh, a different style of game, you know, where I have a lot of troops, but they all, like, absolutely suck. So it's like playing uh, Orcs and Goth, or Orcs in 40K, where you have, I like to throw all these Gretchen, and, you know, that they usually just all get killed, but if they all swarm one guy, you know, they can just bring down, you know, the mightiest Terminators and track them down just by sheer numbers. So I'm, I'm trying that. I'm experimenting a little bit. I mean, and it might be a different experience. And again, it's you know, I really appreciate everything we've done, and it's not to like poo-poo anything. But I've learned that about me. It's really kind of helped me come to like why I like the game and why uh, why I play it at like certain points, and you know why I like that other than just you know I can't fit this in my list or I I can't take any good. But it is that mass battlefield. So I've been trying to as we go through these, as I've committed to do, you know, and I want to get the do the painting side of it and get the hobby up. Uh, and, you know, learn some things also about using the skinks and, that I don't know before and some tactics. But I, I'm kind of trying to go for basically as many models on the table as I can so I can get that mass battlefield. Sometimes when you face a, another army that has, like, one unit and then one guy on a horse, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. If I face, like, um, if I face ogres and it's, like, one gut star, three saber tusks, and one other guy off to the side, it's like, well, okay, that's a very tiny battle. And I'll try and surround you. But, I mean, does that make sense? Kind of like it's... What I'm saying about it being uh, smaller, and, and that's helped me kind of realize why, why I uh, I feel that way about smaller games, I guess. Yeah, no, it totally <laughs> makes sense. I think. I think. Um, I'm oh, definitely not a, a fan myself, typically of the smaller games, but I know people that are that are uh, complete fans of smaller games, and certainly, like I said, it's if, especially if you're in that building mode and you're working on getting a new army to the table, you can actually put that stuff on the table, yeah. sooner and get to your inspiration, yeah, cooking. Get some inspiration. Get some. Get a good feel of one of the things that smaller, you know, smaller games definitely when mistakes or what wouldn't hurt you is bad. And like a you know that unit breaking in a big game, okay, that's bad, but it's not the end of the game because I'm doing really well maybe in this other combat and I'm breaking the opponent on the left flank. In that small game, that be, that matchup becomes so much bigger that. I, I think uh, it, it can playing the smaller games. You learn you, it forces you to kind of learn the matchups a little bit more, mm-hmm. and to try to maximize your potential a little bit more if you want to win those games too. So um, I think there's a lot of benefits to the smaller games, helping people learn mechanics if they're new to the game, but also getting better at um, for you know getting back to getting people better at just using their individual models even better. So there's a, a chance to kind of enhance everybody's skill set as players. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely a different strategy involved in the smaller games. And I think that's what's really interesting for me. I mean, I wouldn't want to... It's 
not where like I'm gonna play 500 points games only from now on kind of thing but it's a really nice switch up for me it's just a different mindset and I guess what I've really liked about it is it's just kind of made me try things that I maybe wouldn't try before like break it it's kind of singled out some different units and some things like I maybe haven't used that much and I'm kind of seeing their use on a smaller scale which I can build into a bigger list later at more of a standard points value of 2000 and up and now I kind of have an idea for like a different kind of style of list I want to build to now. So I think it's going to really, really helpful to figure out playing that at each separate points. Yeah, level. take heroes you would normally take. Found that too. Like, oh, I could try a skink hero. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to help my learning curve of trying like a completely different thing where I don't have to like lose five times, I can kind of work up to it and it's going to just kind of pan out a little better that way. And then, yeah, using units that you wouldn't normally use. I guess the <laughs> big thing that really helped at 5,000 points, and I think it's still helping at uh, 1,000, is the 50% uh, lords and heroes rule because that was very limiting for vampire counts, if you asked me, yeah. to limit your points. I feel like they really are kind of synergy with your characters that are leading them and it was just so limiting before but i still i played a vampire lord at a thousand points the other day and i think that guy was like 300 some points and i think that was still a better list than a lot of them i've played in the past where you'd be limited to like 250 or so because i'd pretty much nix your lord possibilities but at that higher slightly higher point level i think you still need to run around a strong character like that so that was a big change that's made these smaller games way more fun for me. So I, I think the the other the other big thing that I kind of that I I really like about the escalation leagues and and doing this kind of league style thing is is been the the ability to especially the smaller size games to okay I'm gonna show up this week and I'm gonna put this list on the table and I'm gonna have these maybe these units in it that I want to try. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing two, sometimes three games in a in a game night, with maybe units that I don't ever normally play with. I think kind of Kenny made it, in, uh, in, and you've alluded to it. Yep. But just completely complete units, complete army builds that I would not normally think would be any good. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I'm gonna drop that troglodyte on the table. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> throw that flame that that flamethrower in there. I'm going to throw that warp grinder in there, whatever it's going to be just as a completely different kind of off the wall unit or set of units just to see how it does, just to see what it does and be able to play it against two, sometimes three different opponents in a night and go, okay, well that was really good. Maybe the next week now I come back mm -hmm. with more of a standard list and just include one or two of those things that I thought were really good and see how that impacts my standard list. And I can still get those two, three games in and kind of keep going to yeah. that keep going back to that kind of drawing board of of what do I have in my collection that I maybe am excited I want I've ne wanted always wanted to get on the table but I've never really put it on the table because I'm nervous about it so some of the more experienced players particularly if they're playing against um, if your escalation league includes new players um, it's definitely an extra excuse instead of just going full hardcore hard nose let's <laughs> I'm going to bring my ogres and my gut star, or I'm going to bring my dark elves and 8,000 shots and avoidance all day long. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring uh, these these armies of units and uh, strategies that are just kind of diverse and full of different range and try different things on the table. I think that can be a, a really 
a really exciting thing for those experienced players to be able to do that and still, you know, hey, hey newbie, I'm not bringing the hard nose list. I'm bringing a, <laughs> I'm bringing a soft, softer list. I'm going to help, you know, so that you don't necessarily get crushed. And I get this great experience of getting to play <laughs> with these cool models that I don't normally get to play with that I've maybe, but I know for myself, I just go buy everything in the in, that they pretty much produce and then. I end up with kits that I'm like, okay, well, I'm never going to put this on the table, so I never get around to building it or, or painting it maybe. And now the Escalation League gives me an excuse to kind of mm-hmm. do something with those projects. Yeah, it's been great for stuff like that. I'll have to try and keep it on and maybe throw in a smaller list and offer up a smaller game occasionally if I just want to try something. And, yeah, bringing in multiple games per night has been a big thing I haven't been able to do for a long time. I guess even at a 1,000 points, I'm not really willing to. Maybe I should have tried the other night, but I was anxious to get home because I was tired from the weeks running me down of school already. But Well, and it's harder, too, on a normal mm-hmm. night to get, like, if everybody else is playing 2,000-point yeah. games and you're playing the only 1,000-point game, yeah, sure, you're done by, you know, if we show up at 6 o'clock... Mm-hmm. You're done by eight. Yeah, you're done in the eight hour for sure. You know, you know, in a couple hours you're done. You're ready to go, and you, yeah. you know, you'd either be looking for another opponent, and everybody else in their two thousand point games are still chugging. Are still chugging along. They probably have half hour to an hour to go, and by the time they finish, well, now we don't have enough time before mm-hmm. the store closes. We got to get out of here. You, it's hard to get that, and now with everybody kind of focused on playing pretty much the same points level, it lets you be able to like, hey, hey I'm done. Every, you can. There's two, three other people that are done. Awesome, let's yeah. go. I can grab an opponent quick, and the table's already set up, so let's just go and play. Yeah, that's a lot cooler, and one thing that kind of reminded me of is there's some people who just can't get there, say, at 6 o'clock or whatever, and they still kind of show up at 8 or so like that. Now they can get a game at those smaller points easy, so... Yeah, that's er- been really cool. When you can't make it out necessarily on the regular start time, you can still pretty much guarantee the game. I know Eric's definitely taken advantage of it. Yep. some of the some of those some other, of the guys other guys that we don't do see too, too often yeah. have definitely. They've been out a lot more lately. I don't know if that's just a coincidence or. What, I think it's a winter time. Come summertime, they tend to disappear, be more yeah. outside and stuff, and and uh, come out less. So yeah. Oh, the kids. Yep. Yep, the kids, which are really not the kids, but <laughs> that's just. Stupid college you know, kids. Kenny and Kenny and uh, it's not the other Kenny, not the Kenny we're talking to. Yeah, the other but Brian. The, yeah, high elf Kenny <laughs> and then uh, yeah, the other Brian and um, Empire Empire Chaos Brian and then uh, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, that's his name. Yep. Yeah, with his ogres, <laughs> ogres and his wood elves. Who? Yeah, he was coming. Aaron was coming out, but he then he would just sit there and work work on hobby like yep. every night because he'd show up and he'd be like the only one. He would nobody else in his group would show up and we'd all be playing games. So. He basically kind of committed to like I'm going to show up and hang out, but I'm not going. I'm just going to work on models and put some wood elves together. Mm-hmm. And now with the Escalation League, you know he can show up. You know he was show, he was able to show up and like, hey, let's just play a bigger game. You know, let's play a game later. You know, and so I've, he's a, he's even been playing a bit. So that's cool. All right. Uh, so yeah, I think those are all really good reasons for. You know, if you're interested in, in kind of trying to not just uh, grow, like this Escalation League, uh, more than any of the others that I've run, we didn't get an influx of any brand new players. Not really. A few of the store guys talked about it or whatever, but yeah. shockingly, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. We did have that one new guy, well, new old guy. I think I kind of remember him now, that VC player, but that was kind of unrelated to the Escalation I, yeah, yeah, he, League. But... He just kind of was looking to get back into Warhammer. Yep. So I'm excited to see hiatus. him. 
I wish I bugged him a little more the other night, but hopefully he'll stick around because no, he had a very seventh ed list <laughs> from what I yeah, saw on the no, table the other day. I don't so. think he's I don't think he's built or added two units to his army. Hoping I could give him some pointers or something like that where he wouldn't get discouraged. But his game didn't seem to be going too bad for what it was. I, I, so. He's he's I I remember playing him back in the day. He's pretty he, casual. He's pretty casual. He's he's a really good guy. Um, so but I I, I think uh, the big thing is if you're interested in running an escalation league it's kind of taken from this one it doesn't have to be about trying to bring in new players either to run run an escalation league you know if you've got a, a big group of players and everybody's got stuff that's not painted there's work or, to be done or there's people that are playing with empty bases you know use it as kind of a, a way for everybody to kind of have some focuses for getting their hobby goals done mm-hmm. and those hobby goals don't have to meet those point increments just start off the league going you know Day one of the league, everybody's everybody showed up at the store. I'm running around the table, kind of going, "Hey, what's your you know talking to you? How, what's your goal for this league? What are you trying to work on? You know, even before the league started, what's your goals? What are you trying to try to work on? Let's try to make sure it's reasonable because it's something you can actually accomplish. It is awesome. Okay, let's let's do that. No, it's not. Let's talk about that goal. <laughs> let's try to simmer it down into something that's realistically able to be accomplished, so that you don't get into you know, like oh crud! It's now it's month two, and I've got to build. I got to go buy and build another two hundred dollars in models, and build them and get them. You know, get them painted over this next month. And now all of a sudden, now I'm starting to hit hobby burnout, and now I don't want to touch my stuff anymore. And <laughs> next thing you know, people fade off. So I think that's helped keep people's interests a little bit more in the league. One of the other things, you know, you can throw in some additional scenario play and special type events. You know, whether it's a Oh hey, it's the fourth week of the league. Let's do triumph and treachery, or it's the third week of the league. Let's do hobby, or it's the let's throw out this special kind of storied scenario for the, this week, so that you know it's not a out of the book scenario. And uh, you know, if hey, if you're a TO, that's maybe a great time to throw throw scenarios out there trials that, in there. that you're wanting to maybe try for your for your tournaments. Yeah, you know, I got I got some suggestions about the two. You know, in the beginning, Eric and I were talking about it. Uh, on one of the hobby hangouts, and I was, you know, I was telling them I don't like the the smaller games. We were talking about like narrative things we can do. And we were thinking about our own characters of, uh, you know, like if so, if this character is developing, um, you know, say we have some cool battles and he kills a guy. Do I put like an orc head or a skeleton head under his boot? Or do I model something into his banner? Uh, you know, so little things about like building the characters, uh, and you can get some inspiration from Mordheim for that too. Um, some of the old like charts that are online. But uh, one thing we're doing in another one too. Um, that, that you may think about doing in this one or the next time we do one of these is like at the end, so you broke 2,000 points, but at the very end of the campaign, at the league, it might be kind of neat to have like one big battle, one big like mega battle, um, sort of like this this finality to the story as these, as these war bands have been growing. Um, you know, like 40K would be an apocalypse game, and you know, maybe we would do like an end, well, not end times for this, but you know, something like a large, like you put on that awesome uh, Battle of Caregate Peaks. You know, and it was so maybe just kind of like big hurrah at the very end might be kind of nice to add to it also. Definitely, I kind of kind of had something like that maybe in mind for this. You know, it'd be kind of in in line. We haven't done a a big game in a while, um, or you know, just doing something a little bit different. Um, I've been trying to, you know, after this week, you know, obviously we talked like this coming week in league, it's going to be hobby week, but that that week afterwards. That the scenario for the week is going to be triumph and treachery. So I'm trying to bring uh-huh. in, you know, bigger, you know, kind of a bigger way to k- kind of kick off and end even the months in this league. So 
okay, it's Monday night, everybody's getting together, it's the last week of the league, Lee, it's the last, you know, the fourth week of the league, let's do something, you know, uh, that we don't necessarily normally do and get a couple of even bigger games that we're able to complete. Now, obviously, as we go to 1,500 points, the Triumph and Treachery kind of games maybe are a little bit more difficult, especially four or five-player games, uh-huh. to try to get, in the t- get done in the time allowed. But I've got some ideas for what we can do then, too. Yeah, to try to try to have something that we can finish in a in a in a three or a four hour evening. I think that's cool because you you're escalating towards something. So like it, it it's adds you it gives you another goal as you build up. Not only to get I have to have some points, I have to have some points painted, but you're building up also for like a battle or a coming thing that's going to happen at the end. Um, so it's just like another add a level of motivation. Yeah, um, so I, I, you're I, so good at running those battles. I, I think that'd be cool if, if we had something at the end. I definitely wanted to add in this league, uh, certainly, you know, as each week scenarios kind of came out to kind of add little little fluff pieces to kind of tie in that month's games. Um, I don't think I've been very successful at it because I haven't put the time time forward, but that's definitely something uh, you as the, uh, you know, I say you as a listener, uh, put together maybe your own league that you structure into your league and kind of escalate okay week one's the scenario week two you know maybe week one is uh i like to start out every escalation league the first week as baby pitch as a basic pitch battle or battle line scenario um just because it keeps things simple for all your newbies if you do have new players in and then week two okay now that your battle is uh, now that your armies have met maybe maybe now you throw in a scenario where one side's mm. playing a defensive action and then week, th- you know, maybe week three, you're throwing in maybe something where the scenario is defending a town. And then week four, you know, uh, the town defense, you know, you kind of story and structure anyways, your scenarios in stuff that you're doing you to kind of give the whole body of the league that kind of also extra reason to play and turn it not into a true campaign. I mean, you certainly could structure a, an escalation league as a campaign and throw in like uh, character advancement or, or make players like they're starting out the league. Okay. Whoever you choose for your general, you have to include them in all their lists or whatever. I've seen people do that. Yep. I, I don't necessarily like doing that in the leagues I've run because I like giving people the diversity of being able to choose their lists. But I've seen that done, and and that works kind of neat if you can have this kind of character that's stuck with it like, since the beginning, and as you're kind of advancing them and getting you know skilled increases or whatever. So there's lots of lots of things you can do with escalation leagues. I think would be a lot of fun and, and fun for for your players as well as as uh, uh, yourself and. I think the the big thing that I take away from the Escalation League is whatever you do to make it fun, the re, the the core reason that I'm running an Escalation League is to try to help either grow the community, or it, it really is to grow the community in one way or the other. Whether that growing the community is growing and adding new players, or if it's growing the players that we have into you know more complete hobbyists mm-hmm. or uh, you know, or into getting them, you know, maybe our, maybe the group is only playing a thousand points because everybody's kind of just getting into the game. Well, that's a good time maybe to, Hey, let's run an escalation league and let's try to push people into getting to, uh, 1500 points by the end of the league or something like that. So there's lots of things you can use with the escalation league type stuff. Um, but all of the, all the time, the, the core reason for running an escalation league in my mind is always to the end goal is to grow, your community and grow your hobby 
and grow everybody's hobby by a little bit by the time you're done and to, and to, and to get everybody focused on on growing themselves mm-hmm. and growing their growing their their hobby and their painted whether it's their painted collection or their built collection there's a lot of inspiration that comes out of it on any side of it where you're like doing the painting and the modeling the hangouts they're uh, reflecting telling your war stories afterwards <laughs> there's there's always a lot of inspiration um, and when when that kind of opened my eyes to look for that a little bit more as we were just kind of you know, sh- uh, I can't cuss on yours. Shooting the crap between the, the two of us, uh, or you know, when we're on like the hand calls, but it's just—it's really in that like inspirational time. Um, and I and I think that you could have those good stories and incorporate that in to your uh, army as you're building too. Like, uh, I mean, I, again, I go back to saying like banners and uh, trophies of people that have been killed uh, are always very neat things that you could add on to like your character or base without having to like redo everything. Um, or steal somebody else's banner or something, and it's a little bit of fun, like with the you know the rivalry too with your group. If you have a smaller controlled league, like I got your banner. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely. All right, I, I I don't know about all of you, but I think we've we've kind of talked a, a lot about bases. what we've we've been doing and why you might want to run an escalation league in in your area and kind of the goals and the things you can do with it to kind of make it interesting for both veteran players and newer players. Um, uh, depending on what your goal for your league is, maybe. Uh, any other closing thoughts on this? Nope, it's just been a lot of fun, and I guess I can say thank you probably for the majority of our whole group, and I, if you haven't heard it from too many other guys, but I mean, you've been the whole one who started this up for us and have put in a lot of effort into it, so thank you very much for running the whole escalation scenario for us and taking charge there. Wow, I feel special now. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Brian. I, 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 I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, but the the end of the day is, uh, I put the effort in so, th- so that I get to have you guys to play against. <laughs> so, so it, it's a it's a it's a it's a reward of its own, and uh, and that's kind of what most organizers I think would mm-hmm. would probably say. Like, but it still takes something to be that organizer for everybody. Because I mean. Otherwise, every, a group, every group can needs go, somebody yeah. to step up and put the pants on, anyways. <laughs> well, thank you for that, also, too, because you know it's great that you're doing this. I just want to make sure that you, when you come on a Monday night, that you play. Yeah, it's great that you put that together for everybody, but you shouldn't be shorted a game either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't feel so bad about it, like especially lately. It I guess I've been on a, your I've been on a, <laughs> on a hobby low right now, so it's as far as Warhammer. So like, if I don't, I've been like coming in and not playing a game. I'm like, oh. Oh well, I've actually really, really been pretty good with that. Yeah, lately, uh, I know there's I, plenty of times you come in and it's like, "Hey, I'm going to play tonight." Yeah, like <laughs> there, you haven't played I definitely, for two weeks or something. I definitely when I when I'm going to play when I when I'm feeling the itch or I really want to play, I always get a game. Yep, kind of the nice thing. But um, like this week, I'm I'm actually feeling a little bit of an itch, kind of to play a game this week, even though it's hobby Uh-oh. week, but I'm not going to play. I don't think I'm going to play. I'm going to work on hobby. I've got, I've got things I want to make sure that I'm able to pass on for folks and, and kind of talk out and talk about and show. Like I've got the green stuff that folks kind of wanted to some, some examples of. So I'm going to pass on what I know and hopefully, um, have maybe Dustin or, or somebody else sit down and, and show what maybe what they know and, and increase my knowledge too. And then, uh, uh I've got some stuff that I'm hopefully going to be able to just sit down and, one of the things that I found nice is we do do uh, a Google Hangout pretty kind of kind of infrequently, but lately uh, it's been pretty infrequent. Le- uh, going up, going into Mayhem, it was like two or three times a week. Uh, now it's <laughs> now it's kind of infrequent, unfortunately. Um, and 
but we kind of do that. We get together. We use Google as a tool to uh, coordinate a kind of a hangout, and we all kind of sit on video chat and mm-hmm. and and talk it up and and work on models. And I did get on a, a a hangout with Eric recently, and and I was able to, even though I kind of mentioned I've had some difficulties with my wrist, it was a lot easier for me to kind of. Uh, stay focused while sitting there chatting with him, um, even though my wrist kind of hurt and and whatever. But I was able to kind of take breaks and sit there in the chair and not get, you know, I'd sit in the chair for maybe ten minutes, let my wrist feel a little bit better, and then I was able to keep working and I was able to stay focused and stay at the hobby desk. Whereas if it would have been, okay, well, I've worked for about my thirty minutes and I'm not sitting here talking to anybody or whatever, I'm just gonna go go upstairs and watch TV. Well, that, that <laughs> and there, next and, thing you know, yep. I'm done. It's it's ended, <laughs> and uh, so I'm looking forward to kind of coming in this Monday night and hopefully having a couple people also sitting down with me, working on hobby, asking some questions, just shooting the the general stories and whatever you know, talking about Warhammer and helping kind of use that to help overcome some of the some of my physical issues right now until I get this all darn wrist fixed. Take it off. It went bad. Yeah. <laughs> Need a chainsaw. See how that works out for <laughs> making mini. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't think I. I need. I need this right hand. Darn it. <laughs> I can't. I can't whack it off. That sounded terrible. <laughs> I was gonna make the joke a long time ago, but I realized you leave things out, so I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we've talked a lot about es- running an escalation league, putting on an escalation league. Uh, we kind of caught up a little bit on where we're at. Loosely. Talked a little bit about some some TV and movies that we've been kind of into, and I I think that's kind of a neat addition to the the show. Get more into the the general geek orientation of things. Maybe sometimes we'll talk more about a you know board game. I'll try to bring in that bring back that gaming spotlight mm-hmm. for the year more. Which also means I got to try to get Brian to play some more board games. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> doesn't happen too often. So, some other games other than Blood Bowl and, and Bolt Action, yeah. <laughs> so we can talk about them. I think uh, for this year for the show, you know, we just want to try to continue to being consistent, getting shows out, keeping it about the hour time length. I think people have really responded well to that, and keep bringing you guys the best podcast we can. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully. And if you didn't, too bad. (laughs) Listen anyway. Yeah, send us an email and let us know what you didn't like, and we'll try to. We'll definitely take your advice to heart. So, uh, anyways, it's a wrap. Yeah, I think we're done. Cool. Peace out, folks. Catch us. Catch us on Stitcher Smart. Catch us on iTunes. Catch us on the website, whiskoodice.com. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some more blog posts rolling up on yeah. there. And we've Start. also been in a hiatus for that a little bit. Yeah, well, Eric, I know Eric's Eric put, put, some, one put, put yeah. a post up, and, and I've kind of got a bolt-action battle report that I took pictures of, so I want to put that up from our, our last game. Oh, really? Yep. So I want to I want to write that up. show the Americans almost triumph over almost. the dirty krauts. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> But then, uh, and, and then I've got you know some other general stuff that I'm we're kind of yeah get, I've get back to plenty of ideas I want to get out there. I hopefully, like I really want to become more. I seem to like doing quick battle reports or whatever, but I want pretty pictures to go with them. But my models aren't too pretty yet, so <laughs> that's been kind of the hang up on that. And I don't want to like hold up my opponent when I'm taking pictures and kind of writing down my notes for the games and stuff like that. But we'll see what happens. I hope to have some cool hobby stuff to put up pretty quick. So. 
Yeah, yeah. And so definitely keep an eye, keep an eye on his website and mm-hmm. uh, generally shoot us an email if you need to. Hosts at whiskerdice.com. That's it, folks. That's a wrap. All right. Peace out. Thanks, Kenny. Thank you for having me. Thank you, sir. Later. Peace out. Bye-bye. 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 B